This meeting is being recorded. Oh, yeah, that's a good DP. Hey, Grotto, how's it going? Just wrapped up weeks five and six of the season. Got threes back in studio. Week three, Week games three, five, and six. five and six. Yep. Yeah, I don't know what the hell I'm saying. It's Friday. It's wild. It's been a long week. Um, we're excited to jump in, talk about uh, finally surpassed the baseline and went into overdrive. Overdrive. For, I want to hear. I want to hear your three takes on on overdrive. Given that I knew what was at stake and what was possible. Yeah, walk me through like what you get or the three of you think. I want to hear, especially Kitch and, and Crouton and Luch, all three different points. Go ahead, Luch, start us off. Um, I mean, I, obviously it was a good time, right? Like little bonuses along the way. Uh, I think the clearest thing for me that I didn't <laughs> – two things I didn't count on. One, I uh, – a lot of times I do these at like three or four in the morning and I didn't count on the odds of the Valentines increasing. So I found myself eight short on the posse and had to overpay to get right there. Um, but I mean, like it's already on there. It already says like, Hey, you have a chance to pay up to 900 here. Sometimes numbers just don't make sense until they make sense for me. Uh, so I just got caught because of the overdrive odds, right? Like I probably wouldn't have gotten picked twice. Uh, but, you know, like trait grab on threesies is fun. Uh, you know, if we see this a couple times, we might see one of those quads that has like 10 people under it or whatever. Right. So there's there's definitely some like cool stuff. Uh, the one of the ones where it really made sense more was the stacks, right? Because like, when I'm looking at my burns, you know, I was looking at the stacks and the number two burn. I kind of thought my odds were the probably there was two things. And I actually like kind of me mentioned it during the drop is I was concerned about the amount that would be put to stacks versus the amount to put to burns. I was worried about baseline and made a cognitive choice to skip stacks this go around. Um, I had a feeling, uh, you know, and we were going against Elephant Men. Uh, I had a feeling Ratra would show up pretty well there. And so I pushed chips all on the one side just to make sure we hit. Um, obviously, my concerns weren't quite as well placed as they thought. Um, but, like, when I looked at, like, the odds of, like, what a stat count versus, like, just pushing those same Valentines to the burn, it made sense to me. But with, like, overdrive, you know, you're hitting doubles on there you know, the math starts to swing the other way. So there's some things that like, I've said this I, before. I think, I think right there that that those stackers got bailed out by overdrive. Yeah. Um, there were 13 total stacks, nine and four, I think, or nine and five might be 14. But if you're only getting one, mm -hmm. and you got people putting in 333 on a, on a tier four stack, right? Like, what, wouldn't you be better off burning three thirty three on that wheel? Yeah. Uh, so the one thing I'll point I'll I'll point out with that, um, and and it, you know, it's funny. Like, so that was one of the other thoughts I had. It was, it was like um, this thing where by making sure we hit overdrive, um, it would be. It was like, yeah, I'm increasing my chances to hit, but I'm also increasing my opponent's hit 
point on those on those stacks. So it's kind of a funny like it's the way like the attack goes back and forth. I love it. Um, no, so like when you talk about the odds, um, you know, it's funny. I think game one or you know game five, you look at it, and I had a maybe subpar wheel performance based on what I burned. You know, because after everything came away with 20, and this isn't bitching about that, but on t- the second one was one of those ones where you saw like the momentum just hitting. Uh-huh. And so I think if I think if I did the math correct, it's like 175 per hit on that first one. And that's probably not even right because I probably hit on a few other things. So it might have been close to that 200, 250. And so like the idea of getting guarantees even if you don't know a bonus is coming is important. You know, we see it with the, uh, with the 500 Valentine wheel. Like sometimes it's just not your day. So like it's worth getting the guarantee. Like, look, I, I always feel that way. And I, I feel like the grotto sleeps on guarantees a little bit. Mm-hmm. Right. Be, but I think there's like a time and a place for them. I think you got to be strategic with them. And I think like, if you're sitting there, okay, now that we're like a chase in, if I'm sitting there and I have one through four and I don't know what's going to happen, I don't know if we're going to, mm. are people going to ease off? Are people going to come over? Then I'm fucking, I'm saying guarantee me. I'm not going to miss it because all it takes are these easy things that we have here. And yes, it's a little more costly than what the return is a, a chance, but you, we know. You yeah. Know. Like, like uh, just to just to pull this example, coming out of week one and week two, the real like bottleneck on most chases that could be completed would be seven because Ratro hit seven on one and two, I think, or at least seven on one and two. And then on you look on game three, he had dropped off there, and so you like you wonder about like that. What are your guarantee options that you know maybe could have pushed there? And it's like that once you establish like what you could get in a chase or something, like whatever you can do to protect that, even if it seems like it's a little out of whack, it's an important way to go. So yeah, coming into five and six, you know, it's the end of the chase. If you know you need two, you know, it's not exactly the time to like look for your best value, maybe like, you know, we talk about it back and forth a lot of like, if I throw 500 in the burn, the wheel may pick me a hundred times. I mean, it's, it's possible. It's not likely it's possible. Right. Um, but if I go for two guarantees, I get two guarantees. Oh, you're but if I only needed two, get right. it the fuck done. Right. Like that's what, that's where it comes in. Right. That's exactly what I think. And I think a lot of people sort of miss that. Mm-hmm. You know, I think with it, it's actually, you know, it's a little different when you got two games, we got a double header, right. But, but we've seen it traditionally where people need one and they don't go for the guarantee. And it's like, you're, we've seen it. We've seen people put major, major burns in and get fucking wrecked. That's and why we were laying Estebans down the, down the line at the last couple of games last season. It was, right. yeah, but I need to make sure I get it. Yeah. You don't want to miss, right? If there was ever a season to do guaranteed burns, it would be this one where you are getting, you could get older cards than a normal season right so it'll take lo- less time for those to compound down the line for what you're burning for i mean that speaks to to this season now that we know what we're playing for okay it's sort of what i've been really leaning at what are you going to do with these inserts 
to explain to me what you're going to do with your bulk inserts that's going to be better than a chance at series three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I mean, like, and yet we still have people that are trending at using 20% of their bulk inserts. And it's like, why, what are you, what are you doing? Yeah. And guaranteeds, they pulled you too when we went into overdrive, right? Right. Which nobody knew. Nobody, nobody knew. Right. Right. But yeah, that's, they got, like I said, they got rescued there. Okay. But at the same time, it also is like, if you were down, if you had four, and you're not in a position to be throwing many, you know, multiple hundreds, thousand, you know. Look, baloney slacks is a great example. Motherfucker burned 600 both games, got one hit on six. One hit out of 600. That's a cool business day. Pandemic got zero hits in game two and burned, I think. 401. Yeah. Yeah, 401. He hit six in game one. Uh, Sorry, game five, zero in game six. It speaks to the nature of it, right? Yeah. And we also have, you know, we'll see people that'll hit five and burn a hundred, mm-hmm. you know, which is like <laughs> obliterating probability. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, like if I'm, if I'm in that position and I have one through four, you bet your ass I'm guaranteed. Right. I agree. Course, I think it makes sense. It's that sort of thing. If more people had guaranteed, maybe we aren't hit. <laughs> you know the explosion there and and so you don't really know it's it's pretty impossible to guess what other teams are going to do you can only take responsibility for yourself and your team if you're if you're working in team you can like say look this is what we're going to do and you can know what you're doing but you cannot look i'm wearing today subs cap because those motherfuckers went to town okay against their week two burn Okay, they nearly doubled. So they went up from week one to week two, and then they nearly doubled into week three. Nice. And they did. They took it to them. I mean, they 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 swept handily. Right. Yeah, wasn't close. Um, and so, a team can only take responsibility that you don't know. You could do you could do what the cat moms did, where the cat moms on week two blew past anything, any sort of normalcy in their burn, you know, percentage. And it barely got the league up to baseline. Right? So they didn't really reap any of the excess. But they won. I mean, they got the, they won. They won 403 penny. Two games. And they not won. to take anything away from the subs, because they did have an incredible, you know, uh, games there. They went 27 hits over their predictions. That was like a, a 37% overshoot. Again, the X has come in at a 40% overshoot, and they are undefeated and just, it's insane. If you look at the breakdown on the X, this is, I mean, it's fucking wild. So this morning, uh, Tex was here. In fact, he's going to probably wander into the background here shortly. He went to the gym, um, and he left some breakfast burritos here. He didn't take him to the gym with him, which is strange. That's how you do. That's how I do curls. It's I curls. I know, right? body, body yeah. breakfast burrito. <laughs> it's, um, it's so it, like real quick the way you so it's a two second rep, so it's down two and you like put it into the salsa, and then it's like up to hold and that increases the desire and you, like you do it like a halfway and that like works like the bicep and the saliva 
and then it's up to, and then you just kind of work it back and forth, like you're double. Once again, once again, we've got the yeah. Well, you, yeah, you're jabbing burritos at the sides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you come back down, and you focus slow. It's it's like one of those NASA training things, you know, like how they do resistance stuff. You're resisting urges while the weight. So it's it's a thing. Well, and 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 you're decreasing the weight as you do it. Right. Yeah. Right. It, it's it's so, a pyramid. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's a superset at the beginning right and then, yeah decline it gets easier over time as you get fatigued you you ease off the gas and lighten it up yeah yeah so i do three sets of those so that's six burritos <laughs> but yeah anyway now i forgot what text said <laughs> but okay um it, it was something about wow those crazy subs <laughs> Or the exes, were you going to talk? Oh, the exes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. He was like, are the exes ever going to lose again? Like, what the fuck is going on here? Parallel universe. And so look, if we look at what they did this week, they're on the guarantees. Toucan was stacking and I want to say Frog Dog stacked. Okay. So they're on the guarantees. They're heavy on the oranges. Always. There's like four or five exes hitting oranges every week. Math just this, this week actually bumped himself up into the top three. For one of them, right? Celador is having magic year, okay? Just like seeing the ball well, fucking hitting. I mean, he's just having a magic year where he's on every wheel and he's hitting. He's hitting holders. He's hitting burners. He's not even burning that many, right? Um, it's just it's just clicking. But they're putting themselves. This is and and I watch it in their chat that matches approach, okay? And this isn't like proprietary or anything, but it's like we can't win if we're not on a wheel. And, and so, even better if you can take the wheel luck out of it and get into one of the guaranteed areas of the game. Well, it's, no, no, that's the thing. It's like you still have to be sure we don't just go guaranteed because you got to be on every wheel because that wheel could find that one entry, right? And so it's like it's like a balanced approach while not skimping on the guarantees. And I think that's where we're seeing them hit. But yeah, no, certainly. I mean, the the... They are, I think, the only team to beat their spread in every game. They're like over, they're beating their projection of hits every yeah. game. Well, I mean, they have to because they're the only undefeated team. Right. Right. It wouldn't, or I mean, I guess both could underdo without giving up. No, we get, we've had, we've had, we've had both overdraw and, you know, I yeah, got you. you go with one way or the other, but against the, the single, singular spread, not even against what their team is doing, the other team is doing. Yeah. Yeah. Without giving up the secret sauce um, on spread stuff, since oranges are a wiggly line, right? Like everybody could come in the week and say like, oh, I guess we only wanted to do 10, you know, or something. Do oranges only calculate at a one insert like everything else? Or is there some extra that's sauce? Some, that's some pre-secret pre sauce stuff. Okay. That, well, I'll just like, is there sauce? There's a factor to, ev to every holding you have. Okay. It's look, different elements of a collection hold different weight. Okay. And it takes into consideration that weight against everyone. So if you think about that, oranges are a weird one where not every team even has oranges, right? Like you've got some teams that are just very light in oranges. And okay. you can come in and double up what your power is, you know, if you wanted to and stuff. So it's it's definitely an interesting wild card within it's it's feels like the hardest one to 
pinpoint a play on. Right. And also, I mean, the, the, the very nature of it, which again, <laughs> think about this. This is what I find fascinating. We're three weeks through and we now understand like how it works as far as oranges go or who the big players are, what they're doing. You can look and see the strategies of how you're getting in the top three to get those extra slots of what you need to get in there. I think we saw Curly Q like actually set the baseline with a double. So she, she offers 11, it doubles up to 22 and that becomes the baseline. But three weeks of like strategy watching, you can go and look and see and see and see. And yet what do we have? 23, 23, 22. Like it's the same fucking number. Okay. And, and it was cause this time, cause we, I think more people moved up, right? And then there was more slots, so it came back to where uh -huh. yeah, it was kind of funny how it found itself again. Because, like, what was it? The first one was 23, but it was timestamp. Then it was uh -huh. 23 in, 22 out. And then yep. this time it was, like, rescued by over. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, we finally had Eli Trader, who the first two weeks went five with a double. <laughs> you missed both times. He finally... He, he, but he did that four times, right? He did five of the double from each game of the first four and missed. So that's four Shana's gone, no return. And then finally he goes one Shana with 30, which then kicks him up. He gets a little little taste, but only got in on one game because at that point he was out of Shana's, I think. Oh. But, I mean, it's, to me it's funny because in Kitsch, you know, you were around for the declaration. You know, Shana's by as many as you want up to 45. Uh, for one Tez each. Unbelievable. And many, many people were like, I'll take three. I'll take five. What was your declaration, though? Because you said, like, a year from now, this will be worth X Tez. 100 Tez. Obviously, <laughs> they'll be trading for 100 Tez. They're over that now. We're seeing them pop every day for over that. Oh, yeah. And they did. And they, they'd already, even at that time, I made the announcement in October, and by May, okay, they we had had our first 100, 100 trade of sale, right? But... But yeah, it's like, and at 135, break the math down. <clears throat> you're paying 65. If you get it, if you're in those top three, okay, now you're paying like 35 Tez per hit premium on top of it, okay? Now your, your Shana is cutting in half your payment. So you're down to 11. So 11 oranges plus 35 per hit. That's what Ratcher's been doing these last couple of weeks, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the number is beautiful of like what he can bid versus what he has to pay it's awesome oh yeah such a good like well, and I, is, I can hear a maniacal laugh when he hits the button right like well and the thing is there's all there i mean the orange holders are, are strange right because you have like most of the orange holders have a lot of oranges because they just didn't gamble they didn't play poker and lose them all to brendan Okay, they they didn't kitch or collect or die and bid seven thousand of them for high waisted brothers. That was I I got two high waisted brothers now though. God damn it! <laughs> yeah, about six hundred thousand dollars worth of oranges. <laughs> That's what it cost you. <laughs> I I the poker is the one that I can't sleep with because those we used to play like ten orange games like a lot, <laughs> and now I'm like begging to win the pick 'em. But yeah. now I'm afraid of running out of oranges because I'm down to like, you know, less than 100 or so across all the different mints. It's tough. But that's the thing. You, with these oranges, right, you've got um, 
it basically comes down to like most of those people didn't pay that much for them okay and it's one of those things where it's like if there's gonna come a time for it but if they've been selling you know they sell very very well at like 15 12 9 8 over these last year right and it's like oh i'm making all this cash i'm making all this cash this is great i'm really really raking it in okay were you though because for just the 11 oranges in a shana okay 44 oranges in a shana gets wrapped four fucking base cards monsters yeah right <laughs> and so it's like when these things get valuable when they get hot think of it like try to remember this aspect of it right okay i only paid 0.18 tez and i can sell them all day for 19 tez it's great but when you do that like you're giving up these opportunities again why are you here what are you really trying to collect i thought we were all here for threesomes and base cards and stuff right and so those are little lessons that i think we're learning in this crouton what do you think Actually, let's do Kitch. What were your takes on overdrive other than things that Luch said necessarily? Yeah, Luch covered a lot of what I was going to say. I, I was really impressed with like the, you know, all of the extras, right? So the quad stuff where we start looking at auras and just how everything increases, right? We don't really know how many base cards are coming out. So that's kind of fun too. It's like, how many additions will it be? We don't really know. It's all happening in real time. And then like I was saying with the guaranteeds, those doubling up is just wild. Love it. Young threesies gets you two base cards this time around. That's like awesome. So I, I think Luch pretty much covered my thoughts on overdrive, but I hope we keep going. I hope we keep hitting overdrive. Yeah, I think I think it'll be fun if we do. And I mean, let's 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 not I mean I, I mentioned it, but there are 323 total quads in the entire system. And we hit two one of ones via multiple wheels. It takes multiple wheels to get to it, right? And Luch owns both of them. How on earth does that happen? There's 323. We have to go through three wheels. And Luch, how many do you have? Four or five only? I think I'm up to six now. Six um, I bought one like a week ago. Um, You've got a 2% chance of it being one of your quads. It's got to be a one in 10,000 chance of two one-of-one quads of yours coming up and netting you six. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> it's just like insane. Play the Powerball, man. <laughs> I um, haven't checked my numbers I did this week. <laughs> well, you, I don't play it because they won't let me put more than just three and 33. If they would let me just run straight threes across, I mean, every week. You're more but, of a Kino guy. Yeah, more of a Kino guy. I play my two numbers. I hope to win $5. Um, so and that's Tezos, baby. <laughs> are we going to break a buck? No. Are <laughs> kidding me? No. Pepe's flying. I figured this out. I was uh, talking to Eli Trader about it last night. I figured out. That you know, Tex is always called uh, Tez a stable coin. Okay. I think it is a stable coin, but it reflects what the actual US dollar is worth. So, yeah, it's a dollar, but it's only worth fucking 67 cents. <laughs> this week it's worth 90 cents. 
<laughs> but it'll be back down to 75 cents, 40 cents if I get purchasing power. Just whatever the Tez is, that's what the economy is actually worth. Well, um, we had an interesting day yesterday, you know, uh, with Ripple getting its win in court and stuff. So would have been nice to see Tez double up or something, but nobody's. Well, it, 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 look, it's the first time that I can remember in over a year, okay, that Tez actually moved in alignment with the market. Normally, we get a 10% market bump and Tez goes down 3%. So this was actually nice that we went up like 6 or 7 or 8% during the day. Um, I, I will say this, that uh, our boy Eli Trader is, uh, has his hands in quite a few different parts of the economy. Let's just leave it at that. But he, um, he was saying that, this, that we're looking at, at huge inflows into crypto for the first time in a very long time. I, uh, I definitely wish I hadn't. I mean, I needed some new dumbbells, but like I went a little harder on Prime Day. And that's going to make it a little harder to go harder right now. But it is. it does feel like not financial advice, blah, blah, blah. But if you don't have your hands in a couple of the main pots, find a way to get your hands in a couple of the main pots. Other stuff will do what it does, but... Uh, I mean, hot seat's talking Series 2s and Series 3s, I think. I fucking am. <laughs> um, no, I mean, you know, the the the, the blue bloods there of, the, of your coins and stuff. Have some ready. You're going to want to buy 3s with ETH down the road, and ETH's going to be a lot more, probably. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, no, no doubt. And um, it was a really fun conversation with, with the Eli Trader last night. He took me to a very uh, fancy place, and um, they they wouldn't let me in first because I was just wearing uh, a robe and sandals. But uh, then they gave me a little clip-on tie for my robe and let me let me go you in. Feel like a banker. Um, I uh, I'll tell you this. I'm not. I, I, he doesn't even listen to the pod probably, but. Uh, <clears throat> We went to Balthazar, which is a little, it's a bistro, but it's like French, very, very Parisian feeling on the inside, but it's like cramped. Like the other times that I've been there, like you, they'll give you a table that is literally, you share that table with the server station where like they keep the extra silverware. And this is not a cheap place. I mean, this is a very expensive place and it's, they just have tables on top of tables on top of tables. And so I, it was hot as fuck in New York and I was like kind of rushing to get there and I was hot and I was like trying to stay cool in the car on the way over. And I was like going, I'm going to get to this place and have like my elbows against like tourists on one side and a model on the other, you know? And I get there and I'm like, I'm here. And they're like, who's the guy's already here. And they're like, what's his name? I'm like, fucking Eli Trader. I don't know. And then he saw me, and so he comes over to get me and goes back. And we have a corner table looking out across everything. And, like, spacious, like, laying back, putting her arms up. And he's like, yeah, this is, like, my favorite table. <laughs> I'm like, all right, Eli Trader. Slid somebody some ETH. <laughs> oh, no, oh, no. I, it's the sort of thing where, uh, goodbye, Mr. Eli Trader. Goodbye. Thank you, Mr. Eli Trader. Uh, yeah, so, like. There's, there's a few of the collectors around here that um, definitely make it a little harder. Like if you were ever, ever coming through town, we'd do the, uh, like the Del Rancho Steak Sandwich Supreme. And it's kind of like a Sonic style drive up. Yeah. Oh, I know it. I've, I've been there. You know Del Rancho? Yeah. Yes. I mean, so that's, yeah. That's, that's the fine dining experience you'd get. Uh, <laughs> I'm fine with it. I mean, look. I I go from from the boardroom to the to the brothel, okay. 
I don't know what the phrase is, but I can I can run in any in any social circles. I, I, that's one thing that I, I did get from my my growing up. Okay, uh, it's one thing Santa Fe lets you do. You never know uh, who the the like person in rips uh, cut off jeans and no shirt at the line at the Whole Foods next to you. You don't know if that's a homeless person or a fucking billionaire. That's Santa Fe, right? And so you learn like you just can move in and out of whatever class strata. But I love it. I'll go to fucking Del Rancho or I'll go, you know, he's taking me to some other place, supposedly, uh, in the coming weeks that is like, you're only allowed to go if you're a billionaire. Like he told me, like, if they ask, you just say, yes, I'm a billionaire and then we can go. But I'm all for it. It was fun. And but with the conversations that we had, um, not just about uh, the threes market and, and all of that. And he's he's all the way in. It's, it's fun. I mean, we're going to. I know you guys hate it when I tell you that we're doing well in the project and we're going to, things are going to become worth more than they are today. You guys hate that. But um, <laughs> go look at how many offers are being accepted right now. Nothing is selling. There are offers on everything and nothing is selling. When that starts to happen, then the offers keep going up some point they start selling one at a time higher and higher and higher and and they 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 are coming and people are coming they're going to buy this stuff in a, in a way that we're not ready for i don't think so enjoy this season uh make hay while the sun is shining don't miss this opportunity to 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 pick up some older stuff you know and start stacking some things put yourself in position to correlate uh put yourself in the position for um for all the different mechanics that we have. This will probably never happen again, right? Like this is like a once in a generation opportunity to get older series. Look, as we can tell, I'm setting us up here. Down the road, a series could drop. You know, we get, we get to season 15, okay? It could all be NFTs again, okay? But they would perhaps all be NFTs, 19 to 31 or something, right? This is a rare opportunity to be able to, to do this. And so those of you who are here at this moment, like take advantage of it. Like a mega team event. But I hope people realize that they don't treat them like we treated the team event cards. Oh, you're just, it's good you say that, Kitch. Just watch. Just watch game five and six and how they're going to be traded and treated as though they're worthless. Just like Millie May. Oh, yeah. Entirely. You, you Watch the grotto. Everybody who's listening. Oh, not me. Not me. Yeah, you're the one that's going to do it. You're going to you're already going to discount these things. Oh, I'll give you three of these for one of those. Will you? OK. See how I mean. People that played that way with team event base cards. How did they end up doing that? All the people that, that, that sold Crouton, their Diaconos for five Tez, eight Tez, 12 Tez. Crash. Okay. I was paying way more than that. It was 20, 25. <laughs> <laughs> way more, way more. Come on now. So yeah, let's let's talk real quick about that. 
addition sizes. Do you want to get Crouton's uh, opinion what I was just on that? I was just, I was just looking at him into his, his dreamy eyes. Uh, what do you, what do you got? What's your take on, on, on overdrive? I think it's really interesting. I think that teams still aren't really thinking about like a larger sample size yields a more predictable result and a more predictable outcome. Some teams are should desire that and others shouldn't. And I'm not sure that teams are thinking about that and effectuating outcomes that make sense for them. But um, I thought it was really interesting. You know, I thought there were a lot of really neat things. You know, we knew that we've doing spinning traits on, you know, threesies. We knew the aura thing about quads. But, yeah, I, I, rookies doubling up, that was neat. Uh, 33 wheel, that was fun. Um, I thought it was really neat. It's cool. It's. I think it'll be interesting to see if people really think about what happens by achieving an overdrive. I don't think of how to say, articulate this exactly, but if I was, yeah, I, I would be playing the game a certain way if I was trying to effectuate a certain outcome. And I don't think people are understanding that necessarily. It'll be interesting to see what happens next week. I'm very interested to see what happens next week. Yeah, I. It's funny because I know that some of you guys, you, I mean, all, all three of you are, are, you know, franchise owners and, and front office, and you can't necessarily speak to, to strategies and things like that. But, but I think you know, um, without filling in too many blanks, I, I think Crouton makes makes a good point there. Um, who benefits? Does it, do you guys think about that? Do you actually think through, like how? how this all plays out like does does somebody let's just put it this way <clears throat> let's let's think of, of somebody here um let's use the free agents or the or the x's let's say you know who is are the x's more likely to win a game with more spins or less spins right right yeah, and i just don't I, I think people it's as the sample size gets larger, the outcome is more predictable. It's more reliable. It's more true, quote unquote. So, right. Who should want that? And yeah. why aren't you playing that way? Yeah. No. In in essence, and you know, just speaking speaking what we have right here, right? Um, with the three of you and your three holdings, let's let's not even think about teams necessarily. Sure. Okay. So we know it's a blockchain. Everybody knows how many inserts the three of you have. Okay. Uh, let me check my notes here. Okay, Kitch, you're in third place. A, a distant third. <laughs> right? And then we got Crouton and we got Luch. If we run, if, if all three of you put in the same amount of inserts and we run 30 wheels, you're all three going to get the exact same amount, like over those 30 like that's just how that'll that'll play out okay but if luch puts in 40 times what kitsch does and crouton puts in 20 times what kitsch does kitsch you're rarely going to see a hit over the course of all those spins right rarely and so yeah you start handing out more slots doesn't mean that Kitsch has more chances of hitting those slots. 
My percentages okay. were pretty much the same between week two and week three for the most right. part. Right. And, that's, and they, they will be, and they, they should be. They can be slight anomalies one way or the other, but the more chances we have to take a look at the, the, the size of the spins, okay, the more it's going to come out. Now, something like the Luch situation here where you're so, you're so heavy, right? Like there's, like you're going to win no matter, no matter what. Like even if, if, you, if you put in a third of what you put in, you're still going to take a considerable amount of slots on every wheel, okay? Um, all of this said, okay, it's engineered so that if you're putting in your slots, you're, you're gonna hit, you're, you're, gonna get, you're gonna get something out of this, okay? You're not gonna take Luch down, you're not gonna, you know, 10 little guys are not gonna uh, rise up and take down Luch, okay? But 10 little guys should get their return, and they will, over the course of a season, Everybody can go back and look at what they burned for the season, and then they can count out what they hit, and you'll be shocked to see it's actually right in line with what everybody did. I mean, that's just it's day to day variance. But if by the end of eighteen drops, it's probably going to be pretty standard. Yeah. And so everybody's equipped. Look, we play on these teams, and we play at this competition, and we do all of this, and it's awesome because what's it give you? It gives you access. To the guys that are in the trenches and know it in and out and can guide and, and, and help through and make some recommendations okay help out in moments where you want to move one thing into another or whatever it becomes easier that way right but at the end of the day everybody is has their own wallet they're in control of their wallet and they're they're going home at the end of the day with their own pieces right and so you are playing these sort of individual games and we will talk about like hey working towards a collective, you're working towards the greater good, and you're working towards all of these things. Um, but just be aware, okay, that yeah, if you're going to put, if, if you're moving towards putting more slots on the wheel, your percentage is probably going to remain the same. But you're also going to, the other people's percentage of those slots you're putting are going to remain the same. You're not creating new slots just for your team. So that's a, it's, it's strategically something to, to be there, you know? The pro that I do like taking all of that out is that a higher addition size means more people can probably participate in correlation and painting just gives more opportunity for that. Hopefully. We don't, we don't know that though. We don't know how many cat moms, we don't know if there will be a distinction or a difference between let's say the cat moms that were released initially versus these most recent ones. I'm not saying there is, but I'm saying we don't know that there isn't either. Perhaps it only requires three Kikos to correlate minus the use of any threesies. And perhaps it's seven of the most recent one. I, I'm not, I don't want, I'm not speaking that it is or yeah, it isn't. I'm just saying. Don't anybody hear that he, he's saying how it is. He's saying that there's right. uncertainty. And there's I'm saying there's, that is an assumption. Been, yeah, that is an assumption that it is the, the only, same. The only yeah. two correlations that we know, okay, I can take that, but we know three correlations. The one that that's happened, the first. Coders part, and elephants. Coders and elephants. Right. Which are, Kitch, what are the correlation requirements for coders and elephants? Four. No. For coders, four for elephants. Three for coders, four for elephants. 
Okay. I knew you were gonna put me on the fucking spot. I, I gonna did, yeah. Bail immediately. <laughs> it was close. You were you, at least you didn't say three for both. Okay, but yeah, we announced the beginning of, of eight that it was gonna be three again, and then we announced at the beginning of nine that it was gonna be four. Okay, and I believe the other uh, stated thing. I'm gonna paraphrase. I'm not trying to get right on a quote. You said there will be requirements for the other other levels. I can tell you it's not going to be one, and it's not going to be two. <laughs> that was the other piece of info that got floated out there. Yes. I have eliminated two of the integers. Yeah. Okay. Right. And yeah, to three's point, I, I'm not saying that it there will be a distinction between the two, but assuming that there won't is also an assumption. That was my point. Right. So yeah. Don't I don't, don't ever get in the habit of you we did this thing before and it was never said that we're going to do this thing this way. You gotta wait you, you, once the announcement is made, then we're set in stone. Okay. But until I guess then, what I was getting at was just generally more being in existence means more opportunity to maybe be able to buy one on secondary to continue getting the number that you need to participate in those things. Smaller edition sizes usually tend to be people, they're already locked down for the most part. And it's tough well, to get those. Alternative, alternatively, though, I mean, if like like we just talked about, the percentages are kind of going to be the same. And whether the addition is an, is an addition of 300, let's say, based on utility, that might shape the number of cards required to correlate versus if the addition was 100, it might proportionally be the same. So there might actually be no difference. Yeah. And saying it is possible again. I, I yes, more I, I, additions. There's a lot of speculation going on there. Let's 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 walk that back, okay? But what I will say is this: and this is something that I've heard Crouton say, maybe just to me, maybe other places. But take a look at who holds those excess, and then start asking yourself: How often does Luch sell something? How often does Crouton sell something? How often does Retro sell something? Not very, right? I sold some gray Marlenas, I think, about a year and a half ago. So, then that worked out really well for you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was during like the bank overdraft time. So, right? Know. No, no. It, hey, I've been known to be a, a, a stopgap measure. Yes, <laughs> but um, but no. This is the thing. Like the reality here, and this is something that I. But it, it, it's good we're walking into this because we started the conversation when I came on during season of week one of going, hey, let's remember the days when a chase meant something. When a chase was an achievement, when it was hard to get, right? And everybody's like, yeah, that's right. Let's 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 focus on that. Let's think about that. And here we are on the cusp of a chase. And everybody wants once again to be buddy buddy and be like, hey, let me have your things. I want those things. Hey, big guys that have lots of those things, can I have them? Because I want them. I want, I want to make the things. Oh, you're not trading them or selling them? Well, you're a horrible person. Oh, well, you have many and I want them. I see a lot of that in the grotto. And then there's a lot of we'll trade five or six. For one or two, will you? Will you trade? Will you trade a cat mom for a monster? How? That's a yeah. Let's let's see how many people want to do that. 
trading all my Miley Mays for Stan Johnson's. I'll just wait by the phone. There's certainly layers and there's opportunities for sweeteners within some of these, right? Um, you know, there is, at some level, there's mutually needed things. You know, if you're missing one out of six, some of the logic has to go out the window to complete the set. Or I guess you pursue the, the drop afterwards on secondary, which feels also difficult, but we know at times hasn't been as much. Um, so I know from my personal experience this week, I, I opened the door and I said, hey, I am interested. I had no assumptions of one-to-ones. I had in I had interest in are you missing something along the way and we can figure out something that makes sense here. You know, it's just I'll just do that thing where I say please come into the come into the lobby and let's have a chat, right? There can be some conversations. There's no there's no question and people are going to do it. I mean again, the grotto is grotto is uh let's not just say look, we're very well known and and, and think about this. I, we we hit around but the more of these conversations outside of our world that I'm involved with, when they start understanding what the fuck we do over here, the grotto is going to be no. Think, think about, oh, keep going, sorry. Yeah, but but let's not forget that the grotto was really known for making really dumb choices. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so like, yes, we're a famous community in this whole space. I mean, they don't... They, I, I mean, I shouldn't, I shouldn't have any form of roadblock on myself, and I do right now, because I start out very slow, right? Like, that's a dumb decision. That was a, yeah, this should be fine, you know? And then you get into it, and you're like, oh, I completely, you know, shit the bed there. Um, what are your numbers? What are your numbers on one and two? What do you got, like a dozen? Six and seven. Six and seven. Yeah, you, I, yeah I'm, I, I, I saw your comment the other day, and I, I knew you didn't know, like, what I was at because like oh, I wasn't even like talking about you. I was talking about everybody. No, yeah. I know, I know, but like I think there's that perception, and like I really did block cock block myself from having just like a stupid chase section. And you did. I'll say yes, you did. Six and seven. That's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was a it was a bad day, and it was uh, you know it was, I, for the open. I thought it was fine. It wasn't. Um, and it's still five and five percent of total. So, I mean, you're still like, but we didn't hit baseline. We didn't do right. 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 In, in the scheme of how things worked out, I've really, you know, uh, put a, put a vice on my potential or whatever. Um, but what I was going to point out is like, when you're coming to these trades, I know Crouton's done this math because he's always eight steps ahead of us, but like a monster at, let's just say 15 versus one against the dot pigeon which is what 17 which where there's currently a hundred of those or how many of the chase ones are there 50 or 40 44 like, yeah okay so so if you take that idea of 44 next season and they're going to be worth another like, increment of hits that pool is harder to stand out than the one with like the monster, which is like 15, that's gonna be against like the, what's the pack scratch off? Is it 15 or? Uh, 18, 15, 15 or 18. Yeah, yeah. 18. so like it would be before the team event one. So I'm just saying like, there's all these little mini games in the compounding utility of like, no doubt. if you have 
three times the monsters in one where there's only 10 NFTs, you have by far taken over that holder wheel. And if you think that it's just a one-for-one -one trade, you're doing yourself a disservice. But yeah, so there's there's a lot, lot, lot more than even just like, is this a cat mom? Is this a monster? It's like, which pool is this slotting into long term? Oh, there's no doubt, but but there but but there has to be recognition of the advantage of a, any three. Oh yeah, a six right series we're talking here, right? And so I mean, look, like I said, the grotto is going to make like there's a lot of movement that's going to happen here, and because there's a lot, of, the grotto is very short sighted, mm -hmm. streamlined, right? Um, but it's also something, and this is, I'm, I'm, I'm really glad we're like diving into this because it goes back to what I said in the first week, okay? Yeah, now we're at 250, you know, uh, Lucy Pinellas, right? Which seems like it's this insane amount, okay? But we're really only looking at potentially what? 70 chases being made maybe maybe okay and that's with luch getting six or seven retro getting five or six fruton getting five or six yeah come on in uh, text is it locked Hold on. i think oh, if luch has his way it'd be closer to 10 to 12 right i mean you're trying to make moves there i mean it's just it's not going to happen in mass i really the only thing i'm trying to do at the moment um is uh bump it to a seven right like because yeah. I, I i don't i what threes like because like if you think about like i've already made a trade to gather a two and i don't even though it was a perfectly fine trade you know it was like not a one for one or whatever i know long term i don't like even having to do that <laughs> So it's just like, I'm not going to make moves to get up to 10 because like, that's to me, that feels like cutting bone versus having some other of the other ones. Like, so it's that right, right. like, exactly. Yeah. So, exactly. so I'm not, gonna, yeah. I'm not going to go nuts on the shell game uh, of like trying to, like, I really just like, I had six and I had seven of one and two. So I just want to get to that seven, right? Like, I just want to, if I'm that fucking close, like figure out how to make that one work. And my work is done for this first round which, and I forever regret not being in position to get 14 or something. Right. Like, right. <laughs> yeah. You've got to live in, in that reality. Everybody does. Right. And, but, but I didn't sell my apes in time and I didn't burn 2000 inserts week one. Those are my two regrets <laughs> like in life. Okay. I did breakfast burrito curls. I didn't sell apes in time and I didn't burn 2000 week one. Those are my three regrets in life, and that's and all. Yet, and yet, you're still okay. Okay, so let's let's just remember. I'm still okay, right? Thank you. Still okay, but <laughs> but look, it, it's perfect because it is tough on a chase. It is, it is tough, okay. And this doesn't the, just the fact that that chase is tough, and that we're down on that, and we have. So let's just say we get to seventy chases, which I still I think that might be a little high. Seventy high. for the first chase. Yeah. It's high. Okay, yeah. you, you, you do think it's like, high, yeah. Yeah, because we only have 86-ish of week one, or do I not know the numbers here? No, it's 130. Oh, okay. Never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's higher than I thought. 130, no, 142, sorry. 142 is the number. Okay. okay. 
Yeah, that sounds reasonable. But but they that they ended up in seventy-seven people's hands. Yeah. Okay. Seventy-seven unique hits in the first drop. Okay. And guess what? Most of those seventy-seven don't want to be without one. Okay. So now take seventy-seven out of it, and then those of you with extras that are trying to double up and triple up and everything, start doing the math there of how many were really left over. Okay, and then see if those seventy-seven who didn't complete, and you can start sort of recording down, and you'll figure it out. But but let's just say seventy, half. Okay, and I, I think you're right. I think that's hot. Okay, two hundred and fifty on the upper tier of it. Okay, lop off a zero. And look at this now as a 13, uh, one, uh, 13, 19, and 25 editions. Okay. Which now you go back and that's like a pretty tight range. But now you're in line with like monsters and X's and things like that, right? And it's what we talked about the other day. I mentioned it in LFG. Del Unser was like laughed out of the building, thrown away with the garbage. At every turn, I mean, we were in fucking cat moms and people were still burning Dell Unser's like they were nothing. If I was here, I would have gotten nuts for Dell because, you know, the cosplay thing. Like, I yeah. immediately was like, fuck, I need this guy. Yeah, it's fucking great. And, and yet nobody cared because there were so many of them. Okay. And there were three times or, you know, a third as many. There are three times as many Lucy Pinellas. Okay. And I'm just telling you, you want a fucking evening in bed. Who do you think is going to be better, Lucy Pinella or Dell Unser? <laughs> Okay, so you have Lucy to answer that, <laughs> <laughs> Lucy Pinella. Okay, there's three times as many of them as there are Dell Unsers. Again, there were 25 habitual players. Okay, if that that like really knew what they were doing and really fucking going. Okay, and we have a hundred now. Eight threes. Um, I know Kitsch was also here for the, kind of the start. I got a question for you on the type of collector. Um, so for me, my background, uh, I've never bought into the like the buy one of one art like hype, you know, and shit like that. And rarity, it's uh -huh. never been about rarity, always about aesthetic, things I like, stuff like that. Have you seen a changing? I know we have more people playing the game. But especially with like them, some of them coming in from non-crypto, have you seen like a change in like collecting ethos? Because I remember like it was always about like vault events. It was always like, I have this, make it rare. I have this. And for me, I'm like, I want things to exist and I want to have more of them because I have empty spots in my soul. Right. Like I think you're I think there's something there where the predominantly our hundred collectors are collectors who want everybody wants everything still. They really want like everything. And then they're learning that if you only have one of everything, you might be fucked because you're going to have to give it up at some point. So then they're wanting extras of everything, which is impossible, right? I mean, it's just keeping it, you know, it's still hard to get the stuff. But I'll tell you this, the grotto sure as fuck pays attention to addition size. Okay, the grotto doesn't decide that something is very valuable until that addition size winnows down. And then all of a sudden, they will go on and on and pretend like they've always felt that that was the thing that matters. Okay, which is not the case. 
What's what's a fun one that comes to mind for you? Because I mean, I've seen it. I mean, honestly, the monsters are like I think the the big one. Where yes, it's like people like it. People like the the work. They do. Okay. Monsters were not traded well at the beginning because they were higher editions than the NFTs. Okay. They were not. They like and uh, nobody paid premiums for monsters or X's until we got like almost to cat box. Okay. And then when edition sizes were getting, by the time you get to Cardinale, where edition sizes were 88 and 100, all of a sudden people are like, yeah, the monsters, Don Blast game's pretty cool, I guess. Edition to 22. Do you think they were even do like you said it was like during cat moms, right? Like, do you think even then it was edition size or just like utility compounding then? And they were starting to be like, no, oh. no, nobody was, nobody had a clue about utility compounding at that point still. Okay. okay. They, they really still, they still don't understand that. So yeah, I, I can rule <laughs> that out. <laughs> no, it was more about scarcity. Mm-hmm. And we see it all the time where something, it's two two sides of this coin, okay? Something that's 100 is worth nothing, but something that is 50 is worth a lot, additions. But if it's a painted X or a quad that's a one of one, that's, that's oh, yeah, that's really valuable. If it's addition to three, fucking junk. I would, oh, I can't believe I got a three. I wish... Trading, looking for quads, don't want any addition to 10. Don't want an addition to five quad. Only looking for one of one quads, which is funny because if it hits, <laughs> there's a chance for it raining down during overdrive, right? And so, you know, there, there, there's overall the grotto mentality is not about necessarily the one of ones, Okay. We know that there's still, I have a cat mom's series one. It's just unsold. Okay. I've never, I haven't listed it. Okay. I had a buyer and she backed out the, the same week that I sold the, the Johnny Keen Cardinale one of one to Ashy for 33,000. Right. So I had a buyer 33,000 for the cat moms. And then she, she, she backed out. She was out, out of the grotto. I, I thought it was going to be, she's a V friends shit, whatever. Um, still in that apparently, but I don't have people beating down my door for that. The same people who last year all went and bought dot pigeons, okay, for 10, 15, 18,000, they weren't going like, hey, could I get that cat moms? What's that one? I only had one, one, of, one of you reached out and was like, hey, let's talk, kid, about that cat moms, right? Um, and yet that thing, if we're talking utility, if we're talking scarcity, if we're talking all of that, has all of the bells and whistles. Mm-hmm. We, we see it with Tex. Tex and, and, and Luch are the only two who are playing this year who are on every fucking wheel, no matter what, at four slots each. And next year, that's eight. Wow. And so, so are there any other items in the Dick Dick's IO heart collection that'll get you on the wheel multiple times? Or is it just the one? All of them will. Okay. <laughs> all, of them, all, of the, all of the nest pieces. All uh, the new goddesses. Yeah. Everything is will get you 25 slots on the wheel. Sure. 
you got to have that special page in your NFT yearbook of the Dick Dicks and that gets you extra spins. It's it's interesting you mentioned like the Cat Moms 101, right? And like that's one of the problems I think we had had for a while with where your items were is like the visibility of it. And we even talked about that with hits before and like views of the art, right? Mm -hmm. um, and those are kind of out of sight, out of mind. Personal level, once it became available, the train to get a DPO one doesn't leave the station very often, even though it's not a 101. So like, and also I think you had a stated floor for the cat mom that it wasn't, it was higher than that. So like, it, but maybe there was a talk to be had there. I don't well, know. Yeah, I, I, would say, I was saying back then I wasn't taking less than 15 years. No. Um, which would put it in line at the time around what, you know, what, I, what the last one and so forth. I didn't consider that, but I also still wouldn't go back on. But also, but also, you have you've got a three, you've got the the right. you know, you've got one, right? And, but, and so, but but we have some players who who don't have one. I'm looking at two of them on the screen right now. But I, and I do think that goes to some of the collecting though, of like the edition size versus like piece importance and stuff like that on that one. Yeah, Dot Pigeon's iconic versus a very large utility play with the one of one cat mom card. It's gonna um, get sued the next season. Yeah. Eight. Eight. Eight slots for every drop. Plus guarantee of every insert or a guarantee on the wheel of any limited edition insert. Like you you and Tex both have hit Mother's Days and Father's Days and things like that based on on having those those slots i mean it's i i i said it from the beginning that you know series one sort of takes you into hyperdrive moving back for a second to the trading aspect do you already have people deeming you to do oh. trades no yes yeah, so i was going to ask you about that are we What's your preferred method? Because I, I don't want you to get inundated with like a shitload of DMs. If we can do it over form or... At this point, it doesn't matter. First of all, I don't, I don't need to be involved in any of it. Okay? I'm not going to worry about saying these are being sought, sent there and these are being sent there. and these are going to, I'm, Everybody's going to get what they claimed on their forms. And you guys can trade them. You guys can move them. Okay? We, we're How does that affect chases, though, I guess, is what we're... What do you mean? The I think what catch the real question would be do are we getting uh are we looking at base card delivery this weekend? Yeah. Oh yeah. I I'm sorry, I spoke to this. There one. you go. Um I spoke to <laughs> Dots um, connected. Wednesday. Thank you, Luch. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you didn't hear this catch that I had the late night Tuesday with Jolby, and then tonight we're opening up the contract. It's oh I, shit. Oh yeah, no, I've deployed it on, on testnet. We've run, we've claimed, we've done all the things. I give it the thumbs up. And so tonight, um, we're, we're, we're running that. And then awesome. over, the, over the weekend, we're going to do that. And I told you guys, I'm going to give you plenty of time to complete. The nice thing is, you know, in the past, um, one of the worries was always, okay, I've got to wait because I want to mint, you know, in, in order. And so if we had anything like this, then we would be delaying the next mint because I want to get 007 in there as the seventh mint of this series, right? And now it doesn't matter when we mint because the numbers are just fit slotting in to the broader collection 
okay? Um, even the mint numbers like on ETH are not gonna be like, okay, let's just say the very first mint on ETH is gonna be Frank Howard, okay? It's not gonna be token ID 001. It's gonna be token ID 30, uh, uh, 3011, okay? Three. Monsters three, and then, yeah, that's awesome. 011. I love that. Okay, and so when we meant, you know, Lucy Pinella, it's gonna to be token ID 6017. I love that, that's yep. awesome. I, I'm, I'm big on that. <laughs> and so, so in other words, it doesn't matter when I, we, I say, okay, the chases do it this day and everything. Okay. Because we're not waiting on other things to happen around it. So, so yeah, we're going to have, we're going to get it out. I, I, what I, what I think I said on Wednesday is like expect Saturday morning for me to say, okay, here's the link. You go in, you do it. Okay. We're only doing these first three or the first six right okay all six we go live at the same time and you go in and you make your claims individually you've got to make six claims for all six but it doesn't matter how many you're getting and it's so fucking cheap you're welcome okay but um but then uh when it comes to migration we're waiting till till you know the talented mr jobly is back and then and then we're gonna um uh do like one week at a time Series twos. That's fine. It makes two, it events. What's that? It makes it events. Yeah, it's a little bit. Moving yeah. day. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. What What is the backup plan if Interpol finds Joby before he gets back? Um, the backup plan. <laughs> well, they're looking for Joel Blee, so they'll never find him. <laughs> <laughs> um, as far as I understand, Dino and Joby are in are in uh, talks for Dino to take over Tactoid Labs. Okay, so his his contract stuff is on point. There's nothing Dino can't do. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I mean, I just, I, you know, I'm always concerned. Hey, no, believe me. Oh, I'm not very happy that my dev is just out gallivanting. Yeah. Okay, hey, believe, I, I asked that he be chained to his desk in Los Angeles for this entire process. I was, it was turned down. Are there cacti in Monaco? Oh, I i mean, there are this weekend. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, the fucking talented Mr. Jobly is like, he when he called me on Wednesday morning for him, you know, Tuesday night for me, he was literally on a Zeppelin. Okay. He lives in the future. <laughs> yeah, no, he was He was like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Got that. And we're having uh, beeples here, and, and we got... Uh, the guy who invented uh, the cheese whiz, uh, he's looking to come in really, really big. He's, he's, yeah, we're on Zeppelin. It's great. We, we, uh, we, uh, in Monaco and then Lake Como. And, uh, great. Yeah, that's real fucking conversation I had. What the shit? <laughs> cheese whiz? Jeez. The guy, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, right. My, my dad knew him when we were, they were kids together. He's going to come. He's going to spend $14 billion on people. Orville Redenbacher's grandson just rubbing elbows, man. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's great though because, like, you guys don't realize it. We don't really talk very much about what Cacto Labs is like getting getting into. Okay, but it's good. It's good symbiosis here. Okay, that that all threes 
and the cactoids are making their way. And, and meanwhile, every other person of prominence in the NFT world is dead or missing. <laughs> and I'm here to fill the vacuum. Pack, well, yeah, Pack, Pack is back. Yeah. Pack is back. And he's, uh, he's selling $30 open editions. We okay. sold 14 of them. <laughs> uh, should we talk about the art for a little? Yeah. yeah. I just pulled up the cards, actually. I'm excited. I need to find my image. Uh, I know one of them. I was getting like in '90s movies. You would always get like that that hot topic chick uh, that would be like a part of the group. The one I'm thinking of most is like from the faculty, and she was like kind of fake goth. Like she has, <laughs> yeah. I know uh, exactly what you're talking about. Her or uh, obviously like Vicky Valancourt from uh, Waterboy. Yes. Some. Uh, what is her name is Veruca something, right? Like, is that it's the chick from uh, Return to Oz? Um, actually, um, are you, she, so, does she also look like Liza Minnelli? Yeah, kind of. Um, I guess, uh, Judy's daughter, Feruza Balk. She reminds me of Feruza Balk a little bit. That's what it is. We're um, talking, we're talking 017, Lucy Pamela. Yeah, my goth queen, right? I need to pull <laughs> the names in front of me. Uh, yeah, I'm, I, that's like Insta Crush. Um, because, yeah, it is like there, there'd be a lot of those like trope goth girl that would be like, she really was kind of preppy in another town, but she comes over and she's like re reinventing herself. And like, that's that's how she struck me. So I don't know. Uh, Do we get some talk on the inspiration for these two? or? <laughs> Um, let's just say that, uh, Lucy Pinella and I are very close. All right. <laughs> well, you are with all the cat moms, right? Oh yeah. They're all, yeah. But, um, Lucy Pinella and I are very close. Oh, I this, see. This is a current move. Possibly. Painted possibly. a week ago. <laughs> possibly. <laughs> Uh, may not well, all be using gouache maybe some smosh <laughs> I'll, I'll just say it this way um, I decided over the weekend to call an audible okay uh, 015 Terry Garvin I don't even painted okay what could have been 017 had already been painted what could have been you know 14, 15, 18 painted and i said you know what i'm in the mood to paint something new and so i painted lucy Pinnell. love it and uh and yeah and i uh it's pretty awesome I'm i love the show. selfie with the cat it's great right isn't that cool I, I look so here's the thing but hold did, on hold on let me let me how did you envision the clothes that you added to her <laughs> well i actually if you look closely did you look close at the, at the painting, right? Have you, can you see that what I actually did, like I didn't paint any jersey. I didn't paint any, I really like did this, this thing where it's almost just like a, a, an old portrait with like the unfinished bust, right? Like, the, and, and that's what I did there. But I painted her and then I'm like, and now I gotta make her a cat pop somehow. And so then I was just like, okay, well, I'm going to put her 
look, do you notice that the cap? Um, look, let's just be honest. If she's playing in the outfield, the ball's hit over her head and she turns to run for that, either the cap is coming down like in her face, she's not going to be able to see it, or it's flying off because that's not her cap. That cap is way too big for that girl. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so I put a big, I put a like, a man-sized cap on little Lucy Pinella's head there. And then I'm like, well, okay, so now she's sitting here like looking looking all sexy and everything. But she's got to be a cat mom, so I'm just going to make her cat like jump into the photo. And like, she was not posing with the cat, and then the cat made the appearance. Right. But yeah, thank you. I'm, I'm glad that, that you guys, uh, I get the feeling you like it. But I fucking had the best time this weekend painting that thing. What does her necklace say? Do you have a name or anything on it? I can't. I don't know. It's very small. It's very small. I can't find the photo in the in the bleachers for it. Um, it I can share my screen. Look how crazy this is. Is that helpful? Yeah. There you go. There you go. Oh, and then we got Terry Garvin over there. I love the Terry Garvin painting. Okay. I love the Terry Garvin painting. And I they, I think that I fucking, I don't know. You guys ever been with that Fraggle Rock hairstyle? <laughs> it was big in the Midwest in the 80s, man. Uh, the my friend's mom's boyfriend had it. <laughs> so, so she yes. was bare midriff with ass? Yeah. yeah, she's going fucking bare midriff and she's got some... Some nice, nice, nice uh, jersey filler there. Washboard abs. Pretty comfortable with the uh, lounging, too. Look how uh, skinny her arm is. She's manspreading in the dugout. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, I you can go find that, that, that card very obviously. And I took like this big hulk of a man and made him into like an 82-pound Terry Garvin with that nice little like that, that's the sort of of top that that cat mom's jersey is the sort of top that would be worn at like an off-brand hooters that's called like like uh i don't know something like uh pity lickers Coors. no 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 but like like just a <laughs> yeah, really, the, you know really bad sports pub where they're all wearing like you know like the dugout you know, something like that. Like that's that's the thing. But, but I yeah. think it'd be called scores. <laughs> I just like want to see Chris Truman in it. See, I was imagining Fran Duffy the whole time. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I'm not gonna lie. When I painted the Terry Garvin, the whole time I'm going, I can't wait for this to be a three C's train. The cutoff the Yeah, yeah, the the yeah. the really up and tight like mini yeah. jersey. <laughs> It's gonna yeah. look good. I'm I'm down. And then I, I do love the idea of like the hand the like armful of kittens. Yeah. It's almost like the sun was in the same place in both both cards. I, I have a feeling she uh she chews the sunflower seeds and then feeds the kittens. She's just like and then spitting them down for him. I bet she's got some mother, motherly, mother bird instincts with the cats there. <laughs> I just don't know why 
I get, you know, she's not wearing contacts, but she decided not to wear her like really big 1983, like Sally Jesse Raphael glasses that you know she she rocks all the time. <laughs> she does look like she's squinting, like just can't <laughs> fucking see. <laughs> kind of a dumbfounded look on her face, like what is that? We're sitting here. We just everybody we got them like pulled up on the screen, and I have to say that the fucking photobomb selfie cat is fucking hilarious. Oh, I love that. Yeah, <laughs> it's a great cat. It's one of your better cats of all time. Well, it's the, one of the bigger cats I've been able to paint. Yeah, I mean, Jesus Christ! Try painting. First of all, try painting cats. Okay, and then try painting little miniature tiny cats. <laughs> Like the four that Terry's holding over there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna recreate the shot. <laughs> it's uh yeah, it's a fucking fun one. So it's Mike Myers in cat in the hat as the cat face. <laughs> uh they are great cards though. And you were saying that you don't use the 1980s very often, right? Yeah, I don't. It's it's a weird set. It never really resonated with me. Um, like I, and I, I just feel like they're they're so ugly. And the the idea of the, the 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 design on them is there's a ribbon wrapped around the back of the photo, and they're different colored tops and bottoms. Like none of it has ever made sense to me. I've hated this set like all along, and it's the set that has the Rick Henderson rookie. Um, which I never, like, it was very expensive when I was a kid. Like, like it was an expensive card pretty much from the time I started. And I never bought one, and I always regretted not buying one. But then when, when cards, like, all of a sudden took off in value and all that, I remember almost buying one for, like, $250, and, but it was all shitty and beat up. And then later on, when it all became about the, the condition and everything, like most of the shit, like if you were my age and you decided, fuck it, I'm going all in and I'm buying old vintage cards, like I'm going to buy Mickey Mantles and, and I'm going to buy, you know, whatever this, the Hank Aaron's tobacco cards, anything. You were paying huge premiums on them and they were all shitty condition, but you were like, you didn't care. Like it was all about, like I had... I was a big Detroit Tigers fan. I had all sorts of like Al Kaline rookies and like all of the Hall of Famers of the Tigers. And I, 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 they were in really shitty condition, but I paid so much money for them. And they literally would be worth less today than I paid for them in like 1990. <laughs> okay. The first Top Shot collection. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but uh, let's talk Vellum real quick and then wrap it. Yeah, we saw a lot of people coming into the grotto. Were those all vellum people or people from the, the spaces the other day? Or who are all the people that are rolling in? It's a mix. I mean, look, vellum is very um, – I have a lot I – get, I get like two or three meetings a week with them, right, uh, and have for the last almost month as we're, we're figuring all this out. And um, it's taken – God bless them. Honestly, uh, for for putting up with me and and understand because because I'll, I'll tell you this most most artists that are uh, approached and given their first big show at a big gallery, uh, I don't believe that most of those artists who've never had a gallery show at all 
at all who were like told once that their work was shown at a place in Switzerland, like were told, I don't know, right? Like that's that's the extent of my my exposure, right? Are telling galleries, oh no, 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 that's not how I do it. Oh no, oh no, this is not how it's gonna go. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm, they put up with me. They let me be me and like tell them all these ways that we're not doing things the way they've always done, okay? So God bless them, but they, they're very like, okay, threes, you keep saying you don't want anybody to be able to buy your work. And you keep saying you don't let anybody new near, near your project. And you keep like yelling at new dumb people. Who's going to, can we, can we please sell this to like new people? Can we, how are we going to do this? How are we going to explain and expose your project to new people without you yelling at the new people to go away? And they're getting it finally. So what they've been doing is they've actually come in, we've had like one or two of them just kind of come into random LFGs on Mondays and stuff. And they're listening to pods and they're reading and they're learning and they're getting it. And they really are. And they're like crash courses in how, how this is working. And I had a meeting yesterday morning with them. This is after the Wednesday drop. Now the Wednesday drop was the first time that like they were, they were there. We made the announcement that everybody, there were like five people from the gallery, like at the fucking drop. And I was joking that they were still there at the end because I was joking that they just obviously weren't like muting. And two of them were like, oh no, like that was amazing. I stayed to the end. That was the most fun. And I was like, no, stop it. No, it wasn't. How was that not fun? And they're like, no, I can see like, this is, and you were like explaining how it works and what all the stuff is. And we're like getting a sense of who your collectors are. We're like, oh, we can't wait. We hope Lucha comes. He's, oh, we got, we got all this. And they're like talking about different people in the grotto. And they are like blown away. They're like, they can't believe what we've fucking done. Imagine participating in it. It's even more. That's, that's the thing. And they're, and they're, and we have these people who are like, like Bucky Pierre or something. Okay, came in like Monday. Well, that's a friend of like one of the, the Vellum people. And they like got a Tezos wallet. And they're like trying to, they're like, can I play? And we're like, no, you can't. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you can't collect me. But, but, but it's this nice balance. And this is this, look, I've said it all along. And, and I know I say a lot of, so many things that you guys just don't listen to anything I say. But I've said all along, like, look, trust me. We gotta lay the foundation. We've got to make it a safe place for you guys. We've got to make it where you guys know what's going on and how it works and how to collect it and protect it from nefarious creatures of the night, right? But they're gonna come. The outsiders are gonna come and they will come and they're gonna wanna buy this stuff. And they're gonna buy, not like they're gonna come and play in the grotto and live their life like Ronamac does, okay? like as a, the sub and going places, places like, hi, I'm Ronamac, I play for the subs, right? Like not everybody's gonna do that. That's just for us. That's just for like the grotto. Like there's like a hundred of us and there may only be a hundred of us left at the end of it all, okay? But there's gonna be thousands of people that understand the work and want the work and, and are gonna pay large amounts of money to collect this work and do all these things. And it's things like this where we're making that possible. It's through the, the 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 like old guard and the institutions and the gallery system and things like that that 
people need to see to recognize that this is viable and real and approved sort of in their world. It doesn't mean like, look, Eli Trader last night, we were in conversation about like the sort of collectors that, that are out there on the periphery. It doesn't mean that those people, okay, are going to come in and declare free agency and go through the hoops to get this stuff. They're not. But they're going to say, this is culturally important. I want a piece of this. I want this in my collection, my vast collection. And so can I just give you $100,000 for something? Okay. Maybe that's, for one swipe. Maybe for one swipe. Yeah, for, exactly. I mean, you know, that's the thing. Maybe one of you will go, all right, I've got four fuck renders. You can have one of them for 100000 Okay. Whatever it is. Okay. Yes, you can take my 3Z, which is a five rare trade super 3Z. Okay. You can take it for that. And that's what, that's how this is going to work. And that we're, we're like we're a little faster than I expected, but everybody in NFTs died. So here we are. But but we're, we're moving into this where in the next few years, people that we will never know, people whose names you won't know, who won't be a part of the Grotto, won't have a moniker, who won't come to, to Grotto IRLs, maybe I will fly Jobley's Zeppelin to meet with them, okay? And we'll dine on the <laughs> flesh of Cambodian boys, okay? <laughs> Whatever. I don't know what Should happened. I say Cambodian then? <laughs> Should I say Cambodian? <laughs> That's a throwback. <laughs> okay. But I, I, I will credit Crouton for always being on top of that joke for me being able to be on top of that joke. I, <laughs> I, I will take 15% of the credit on that because he's always very good about reiterating that. But, but this is this is the reality. Like as I as I have actual success in the actual art world, okay. Um, the reality is that that there are going to be people who own this work that we don't know, okay. But they're never going to be able to get it the way you guys get it. Only you guys can get it for ten fucking three penny. Okay. That's why you have a universe and the art world is just one of the things in the universe. Put that on a fucking t-shirt, Kitch. Get ready because you're going to sell that at fucking Three Fest 2027. I, I from Lucas I'll be running the grading, grading station. Freeze. Uh, <laughs> let me ask you this. So, uh, you know, obviously most of the people hopping in and listening to the podcast are up to speed, right? But like you're having your first physical gallery thing like we kind of buried that lead by jumping into the meat of it in la or in melrose next month in and la i mean that melrose is like the yeah it's it's los angeles it's melrose is the street or neighborhood or whatever it's the heather locklear district but i think it's in encino so we could wheeze the juice together exactly <laughs> but one of the important things that was noted about that i, I think you said three weeks residency right there three-week display is a third of the distribution of the of generation three threesies will be auctioned off during that in sets of 11 right i have a couple questions around that yeah of course uh especially for you know obviously we have a group of people that if you're listening to this you know you want two things you want to be a part of it and you mutually want to see it succeed because we all love this very much right 
So when you look at the concept of the auctions, what percent, if they played out the way you would want them to play out, comes back to grotto bids? That's a good question. Here's, here's what, I, what I expect. Let's, let's, let's break down threesies real quick. Let's break down what happens with 100 new threesies. First of all, we know that we have 100 people now that give a fuck and are going to do whatever to collect and be here. And they want more and they're, they're figuring it out and they're spending what they can. Okay. We know that 100 of them now. And there are 100 fucking threesies. 33 of them are locked up right out of the bat for the 33. You have to have a 33 swipe to claim yours. Okay. Any of those that don't get claimed, I can't. What are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> oh, but but even there, like right I'm... now, there's 30 possible claims. Right. Okay. I would keep three. Okay. Um, if any of the 30 don't get claimed for whatever reason, I keep them. Yeah. Okay. But again, what the fuck are you doing here? So they're gonna get 33s, get them automatically, and they get them at a discount because we love our 33s and proud we are of them, okay? Now, the next block, then, then okay, there's 33. Then we have the next block of 33. That's an allow list. This is attained through various utilities, okay? At different times, we've done it different ways. We did it uh, the first time, the threesmas drops, okay? Every day of threesmas, the 12 days of threesmas, there were slots available. Okay, you had to hit your, your wheel and then decide to burn it. Okay. The, the second year, there were stacks involved. You had to stack Valentines in order to get there. And you could, um, you know, there's a stack and a three penny auction format that allowed you to put yourself in for a slot. Now, let's, let's clarify something real quick. The first two times, we allowed anybody to get slots and then they could sell or trade those slots. That's gone. I'm not doing that anymore. Okay. You don't, if you're not going to buy your fucking piece, you're not putting in. This right. isn't about, I'm going to let the wheel Vic Vaughn me into getting $200 out of Luch. Okay. No, fuck that noise. So, but if you're playing for the utility, you're doing it because you want a slot and that slot, there's 33 of them at $1,500. I'm keeping the same prices as last year. Okay. First year, uh, the first drop we did in ETH, okay, and then we dropped the price. I dropped the price. I lowered the price for the second drop. I'm keeping that same one for Gen 3s, okay? As far as I'm concerned, I'm not putting this, like, I'm not committing to this, but I would love it if going forward I could keep these prices for the grotto, okay? It would be great. And if, 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 as long as the world behaves, I don't see why we couldn't do something like that. It's a part of the perks. The way you can buy my, my work primary for fucking 10 three penny or one Tez or whatever, same thing. You can buy primary threes very, very cheap. Okay. Now, 33 of them will go out, allow lists. Everybody gets to be in that. The 33s get to be in that. The people that aren't 33s, as long as whatever utility I'm calling in over the next six weeks to, to, to play into that. Okay. As long as you're in there, there you go. Now, one of them goes to Razor because he bought the NFT, one of an NFT yearbook, one of one, three C's edition, and he gets the next seven three C's. He gets one edition. 
Okay. Maybe the, the biggest utility play in your entire oh, yeah. universe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 10 ETH, seven guaranteed threes. Plus, he's a 33. So he gets that one. Plus, he can get an allow list. Okay. So now we've got 67 of them accounted for. Which, again, I get my first gallery show, major gallery in LA, major gallery in the NFT scene, top three or five NFT gallery in the world. Okay. Digital art gallery. And I go, yeah, you can have, I don't know, like a third of them. Okay. <laughs> That's all me. That's all us. Okay. And now it comes down to the last 33. So think about what we've got. We got 30 of the, look, let's just say all 33 of the 33 is your claim. My three that you guys aren't there yet, the 30. Okay. And then the allow list. Let's, who's going to get those? First of all, let's break it. I won't even put you guys on the spot. Ratro, okay, I think has five of each, either four or five Gen 1s, Gen 2s, okay? And he has very specific things that he wants to do as far as what he's going to burn, what traits he's going to burn, how many he wants or whatever. He also has used, okay, Cardinali traits and Gord traits. Like he's not fucking around. He's in the threesies for the threesies. Many uh, 33s are, are the same situation. They're using these things. They, they would rather burn, let's just say, a Cardinale trait than a Cardinale base, okay, given what they're trying to achieve or whatever, right? And so your 33s, everybody probably wants to. Probably the top five guys want three or four, because they're trying to complete sets of these as we go along from previous generations, okay? And so I think, quite honestly, most of the 33s will take most of the allowless slots, okay? Some of, some of you will get them as well through utilities and whatever, but I, the claims are going to be in there. So now, those are all out. So there's 70. If I haven't mentioned your name yet, you're not a 33 you're not in this like do you want one how are you going to get it okay so you should be trying for those allow lists whatever it is that comes up okay but then if not okay if you have a gen 1 and gen 2 we have some non 33s sort of new players who've come in and said hey i want to go buy one of those buy one of those or buy two of those buy two of those right now you're going to have to go and get them and so those last 33 should, the grotto should be in on all 33 of you and multiple people. Like there's only 33. There's about 70 of you that aren't even accounted for yet in those numbers. And so theoretically, there should be some jockeying for them. Now, the question that Luke asked and what he was asking is, hey, we want some exposure. We want some new people to come in. Okay, and this is the way I imagine this is going to play out. So the way I've structured it is there's going to be three days of auctions. There's going to be the first day on opening night. Probably going to start that auction at 7 p.m. Eastern, four o'clock in the afternoon. We're going to start those auctions. The reception starts at 8 p.m. Okay, Pacific. So it'll already be running for hours. Okay. The grotto, everybody is welcome to go bid. Is right? it is all the bidding in person? No, it's going to be on OpenSea. 
And all you will know is the number, right? Because yes. obviously the hash hasn't told you what's bank yet. So well, no, of course. It's How just... does that work for the art enthusiast walking in the door that evening that's now interested in purchasing? Well, here's the nice thing. He has he's he can't just purchase. He's got to participate in this auction and he's got 20 at that point, you know, uh, 20 hours until that auction finishes the following afternoon. So they are the gallery will funnel them to open C for the exactly. And so, so here's what's going to happen. This is this is what's going to happen. Okay. First of all, the bulk of them know what an NFT is. Okay. Vellum's collectors, and they're they're numerous. Know what NFTs are. They just don't know what a fifteen hundred dollar NFT is. <laughs> we have collectors here who have bought hundred and two hundred ETH pieces. Okay. And so, that's my job is to be worth one ETH or less, okay? Now, what's gonna happen is this. They're gonna go, okay, so there's 33 of them. All right, and so there's 11 tonight, cool. Uh, so there's one of the other auctions. Oh, well, one is two weeks from now, and then the final one is three weeks from now. 11, 11, 11. So the first one, they're gonna go, okay, cool. All right, I think I like this. I, I'm into this. Let me take a look here. All right. Oh, so ooh, they already have some bids. <laughs> okay, interesting. Well, I guess. And what they're going to do is they're going to watch it, and they're going to see that they they play out. And I don't really expect that two, may, maybe one or two is going to like try to jump in, and the grotter is going to outbid them, or they're going to they're going to snag them. I mean, they're going to the first ones are going to sell pretty cheap. And then we're going to go, and they're going to go, okay, cool. I missed it, but I want one. And then, hey, yeah, threes, will you go out to lunch with me? You bet I'll go out to lunch with you. Talk through this, spend some one-on-one -on -one time. I'm out there for three weeks just for those sorts of conversations. We know, put me in the room and somebody put me on the mic, we can explain stuff. So now, chat, and they're like, oh, I get it. Wow, this is fucking cool. Shit, I like that generative stuff, but this is like other level. I'm in. Okay, well, cool. On the, whatever, the, the, the 24th? Okay, on the 24th, there's another 11. Now, 11 Grotto members got those first 11. Okay. We still have 59 Grotto members that need one. And now we've got 11 more, and the Grotto's going to go in, and they're going to be like, well, the last ones were selling at like 1,700, 1,500, whatever. I mean, that's what I'm in at. And now these outsiders are going to come in, and they're going to start popping you. Okay. And then it's like, well, are you going to let them pop you and let it sit? Because you have a week from now another 11, okay? Or are you going to not let them get them right now? And are you going to take it up? And that's where I don't know. That's where the grotto is going to be the grotto. And we're going to see, okay? Um, but whatever so happens, when those 22 are done, and then we come back for the 31st of August and it's the last night of auction, Okay. There's 11 left, and by my math, there's 48 of you that are still on the sidelines, minimum. Are you, like, are you going to let that go away? Meanwhile, did you come over the top on those new guys in the middle? In which case, if they've missed twice, now they're like, well, I'm not fucking missing. Oh, and by the way, I think one ETH is junk. I think five ETH is junk. I'm here to play. And so at some point, somebody's going to going to be left out. And so my feeling, if I'm talking to the grotto, 
you're, you're going to have an easy skate on night one. Night two, you're going to have some other people coming in bidding against you. And if you don't take it back from them, you're going to get fucked on night three. And if you do take it back for them, the new guys are going to be hungry. And so there's outsiders then by night three, you're going to be like, fuck it, go five ETH. Remember, remember what happened when we were down to the end of gen ones and we went to 2.2 and it was like the last ones were like 1.6, 1.8, 2.2. And if we had had another one, that would have been fucking three, you know, because people were being left out and we're going to have that same thing. That last night, if you're waiting to buy your threesies until night three of these fucking auctions, you're playing a dangerous game. I also think there's a, we, if we start to get a little more snowball on the good mood in the market, you know, it, it's, it's really funny the way that effect works. Like you get kind of like in a shock whenever everything is hurting. And then as soon as it gets a little green for a little bit of time, it's just like, fuck yeah, I like this thing. I want to go for this thing. Here's this thing. Even though, like at some level, and I'm talking not at our level, but like at this, the type of people you're talking about attracting, even though USD wise, it would be, you know, three times as much yep. as it would have been two months ago. But there's just this positive attitude, you know, thing and a, and a need to kind of show your back that'll affect that. I, I had a question on getting very ahead of ourselves, but I just kind of thought of something because of the nature of where the sale is happening or the, the gallery opening. Uh-huh. And I'm sure you've thought about some of this, but you know, I know three Z's are go off in the desert, leave threes alone, stuff like that. With with us attracting this group of people and things like that, is there some thought about like an in-person reveal returning back there? Kind of like how did you ever see any of the stuff like around the crypto New Yorkers and the crypto Venetians and stuff like that? where they would bring the person to the front and show them what they got. Did you, did you pay attention to any of that? And they didn't go to any of those, but I knew that they did that. Yeah. Yeah. So they would like mint the thing and they'd get up to the front of the room and be like, Oh, this is my fucking guy and stuff like that. I I'm curious if there's. Yeah. Look, look, they, we, 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 <clears throat> we did that a little bit in the sense of, of gen ones. Okay. Mm-hmm where I did the party in LA with the actual physicals, right? Um, and we did like the, the hybrid, like showing everybody's piece over a couple LFGs, right? But, but we didn't have the venue. We didn't have the situation right. to do that. But absolutely, I think this becomes an event. And, and what that does is it sets us up uh, for, for like the future drops in the right. excitement and the build around it. Absolutely. And that's... Yeah, you, you make you make reveal night like a participatory, participatory and like a, a destination. Yeah, and I, I almost, and again, not to get ahead of things, but I could see it almost tapping into some of that energy where you do it another place the next time and stuff. But like, you can even force some of those people if they're the type that like want to do some big dramatic deal. They can say burn it on the spot and walk home with their, you know, three Z. You know, it, that fits within your ability to let it go at that point. You know. Yeah, I, I, I mean, look, there's there's reasons that 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 we probably would never get into something along those lines, but but yeah, I mean, um, that you know, that's that's got some some sort of element to that, but at the same time, I mean, 
over overall i think it's fun right it's it's some new it's a different type of people it's a different type of environment um so i um yeah i mean i just think it's a really good move um and i'm very excited about it uh are you gonna be able to make it Butch? i i felt like i was like the 50th person to hear about it the other day you were so not the to... 50th person to hear about it. no i already asked off it, it looks good to go um okay. i'm making it happen awesome awesome um I'm mess with you. Uh, there's a Dodgers game that Friday, maybe you know, a little make it a little baseball weekend and stuff. So yeah, I haven't gotten into planning with anybody, but um, I'm I'm pushing everything around. Uh, yeah, it looks like I'm, we got Retro. Uh, he didn't fucking confirm until yesterday. Um, he also thought that we were doing, and just to be to be clear here, because Retro thought this, and I don't want anybody else thinking it. I'm not doing. This isn't like a grotto house long weekend or anything what we're doing text was just here and we were talking about it we're probably gonna do an after party so uh the 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 show is like six or eight to ten okay um and i have a feeling this is off record and i haven't even talked with them maybe i don't even say it but they, it may extend it but eight eight to ten but then for afterwards we'll we'll maybe go to that that bar that text loves that's so cool and we just hate it out uh, that, that sounds awesome but they i mean yeah i mean i think at some level there's probably some coordination that could happen around oh absolutely yeah like, and is like looking to to do something um others are gonna like you know i mean there's things that can you guys can do i'm just not gonna do that i'm i'm probably gonna be on a, a flight out that night at 2 45 a.m just so. to leave the country or <laughs> uh i gotta go somewhere yeah but um, Dino's coming in, uh, 100% confirmed. Uh, Dino's sister is not. So, um, but we got Dino, Retro, Crouton. Yeah. Look, looking, looking good. I'm, I'm looking good. Okay, perfect. Uh, Ron O'Mac uh, is, is, is in. Um, Vin is, is thinking about it. Uh, FOMO is, is, is thinking about it. Uh, it it's going to be it's going to be big. Mark's going to take it over. Kitch? You're muted. I'm muted, but I'm thinking about it. I've already asked off for work. Just got to buy a plane ticket. I want to know where everybody's staying. I don't want to give up my goddamn self somewhere. So, yeah. yeah Same hotel or Airbnb, whatever it is. But a weekend. JetBlue nonstop from Boston. Pretty easy. Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, 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 they're saying they're in Mexico, but maybe they'll pop up. I hope they do. I, I miss the painting in the gallery. I miss the LA. Well, I mean, the LA, we got six hours heads up i think yeah that, yeah no but no i mean like on this one you know i just like because like work screwed me over on the one in april and on this one i didn't even leave the option i'm like hey guys this is i'm going like i've i've been i've been doing double duty on a lot of stuff so made it happen hong kong ape fest not quite sure yet uh three z's studio opening usa yeah. I'm 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 thinking that my next uh, my next IRL grotto is going to be Myanmar. <laughs> Fucking Hong Kong ape fest, Jesus Christ! I I love it, but yeah. no, I mean like it just, but yeah, like from here, I mean I'm sure you've heard it already, but like, congratulations, like this is sick. Um, physically, just bringing the Gen Two Three Cs, or bringing anything else, or is that all surprise? Just just the Gen Twos. Only the Gen 2s will be on display. But ideally, 
without too much spoiler here, but ideally you'll be the, the, the collector and the prospective collector will be able to look out uh, up close at all of the Gen 2s and then look around themselves and see all of the amazing pieces that make up those pieces. When, when would you have time to put that together? I wonder. Um. <laughs> um, hey, this is, I've been, this has been in the works for uh, about a month already. So it's, um, I think, I think it's pretty dope. Um, and I also think it's, lines up nicely that the gen twos have the nifty all-star traits mixed in for the type of audience you're typing talking about bringing in right? right probably a little bit of a pro nfts uh artists oh, yeah. like those traits and stuff were you, were you were you on that spaces long enough yesterday to hear that guy going like oh man i fucking love stephen balte yeah, I I had to drop after the first rug for a chiropractor appointment, but yeah, I I definitely heard the uh, it it worked. I thought that was cool, just the like the quick touch on that. I like the concept since they're a coin designed by AI that they do their spaces with questions designed by AI. In general, I hate AI, but like it's cool for their brand to like keep running stuff through that way. So I thought it was unique. I thought the guy, I, I thought that was a really good space. Yeah, I thought it was a good space too. I, I really did, and um, and he's been in the grotto, like you know, kicking the tires, and and yeah, people can come in. I just several people hopped in from that. I I think of the people in there. I haven't checked on that coin in a while, but like I wasn't really kidding when I said like at some level maybe they look at if if like I think the Turbo Group is a is a solid one to kind of look at is there some stuff they should look at and you know getting in here and seeing who's really interested because they could be another type of door gang type group yep um because there is supposed to be a treasury with that coin last i remember you know for doing some things it'd be interesting if they were looked at getting a team or you know having a banner that they were under um so it just uh, as as things go on so you know i I'd, I'd be interested if they get chatty again or how we could kind of get a little more engagement on them. Um, and it's never, it was like a harvest thing. It's like when you find people that are like-minded that are interested enough from something like that, you want to figure out how to, where their spark is and stuff. So. Yeah, no, I, I, I was very uh, appreciative of uh, everything that they put into that. I, they, they obviously, didn't know and nobody does right they don't ever know what we got going on over here and they were sort of surprised but I, it was nice that the grotto turned up for it and and um and it, i i i think there might be something there what you yeah. Ry, from Dorgang, who's who plays for the coders uh pretty absent in the project he's he's uh he owns uh, he bought a he bought the, the he bought a maybe just one but he bought the three all-time high threesies 3.75 eth uh, way back when, um, but he is major in turbo. Yeah, major in turbo, and um, he also is major in three uh, Z's X uh, uh, Pepe Apremi Deluge, right? So he bought a hundred of those. So I mean, he he's around and he's sniffing. He's got that turbo money, and so yeah. Well, I mean that that's just another example of why we're heading to ETH. Yeah. Right. That dude has been on the sideline. Yeah. Anytime we put our foot in the pond there, he's like, oh, okay, yeah, good. Yeah. 
Exactly. You know? I, I know sometimes people don't get it. And like, I know I'm someone at some level who still, you know, sees part and not all, but like, I sure as shit understood this, right? Like I, you know, where we're going, what we're doing on this level. And you just, the, the, <laughs> the well, not, think- not having a concept of what we're running into for some of the people in here. And like you said, how lucky they are to be in right now. It right. just, it's, it's, it's an understatement. And like, well, and it's, it's where in this off season, I no. was, I was stern about like, get the fuck out if you're not going to be here. I mean, that's what the, that's what this off season was meant to do because I knew we were doing this. This has all been planned. This is, I didn't just come up with this yesterday, guys, right? This has been the plan. This goes back to August of 21 when I started planning out the migration, just so you understand that. Okay. August of 21, I started laying all of this out so that we could get away from this fucking coin. Okay. Which is not the future. Okay. And so people who are like lamenting the move away from Tez are probably not going to be here very long. And that's okay. And everybody, look, when we have assholes like Vic taking $30,000 on his way out the door in a tantrum and in uh, selling it 10% of value often, okay? Those of you who are, don't want to go to Heath and, and are lamenting it are more than welcome to take your big payouts and and let us move into something that is actually... Look, these guys sitting across from me right now, the team owners who put their own money and their own time and their effort and their everything into this project, okay? There are people who take this very seriously and they deserve for this to grow and blossom into something. And, and I want it to, because I want, I want to share, you know, my art with uh, the world in a sense, not in a sappy way, but I want, I want this to be known that, that we've made something remarkable that's never been done ever and it, and change things and so to do that i need the collectors who you know spend five hundred thousand dollars minimum on a piece of art um, imagine yeah like just you've, you've talked about this before like it had to happen on tests it just couldn't have worked somewhere else to start right but like think about and i like even before saying the sentence out loud i want to see if i can just like buy another one real quick but like, just think about like the tribute to Hen as a comparison to like the Beeple 5,000 Days or something. Like when you're engaged in the project, when you're engaged in that artist, you know, I, I'm not even saying it has to be Beeple or something like that. It's a very important part of a legacy, like things like that. And like the fact that you could go scoop one up for, I don't know how many of those sold, but I'm sure one sold for 200 or something. Oh, yeah. I think I think one's over 130 or something. Like, what are you thinking? Like, it just it, the that mentality breeds from the discount nature of that Tez marketplace. There was a whole bunch of artists that had a whole bunch of supply and a whole bunch of stuff, and like there was just like that spillover effect. And I just we're <laughs> About to get into the WCW where the big boys play type thing with moving to ETH. Like, uh, this is the if you build it part. Like, 
like and 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 having these things like you said where you go to this gallery where you show where you make it a thing where one of these collectors has to look at the other and say no nah, i'm going to do better than you at this because i we both like it you know like I'm probably talking in circles a little bit here. Oh no, you're not. What? What? I, I'm gonna. I want to bring Crouton in on this because yeah, I don't want it to only be Luch saying this. Everybody knows. Yeah, has, no, no, and, and the reason being, everybody knows Luch has apes and has ETH holdings, and so obviously Luch wants this. This makes sense. But Crouton, how do you? What's What's your take on on this move? I think it's a really, really good move long term. I absolutely agree with everything that you and Luch are talking about. Uh, having this conversation last night with a collector and look long-term Pez is pretty dead, right? I mean, what, what is happening here? Um, where are new collectors coming from and anyone that would come through Tez at this point, how have you been here for two years? And if you're, how could you be unfamiliar with threes or you've already made your mind up about that and you're, you're either in or you're out on that there's a lot more visibility there's a lot more opportunity there's a lot more future in this migration i think it's extremely extremely positive yeah i i think we're we're leaving dollar general i mean look do, do you guys have any idea what my work should be worth against other projects okay like it's it literally and and it's it's great we've done amazing things okay um but you take a project like this with a, a market sustainability and an ecosystem built in and a collector group that cares and is into this compared to any other nft project any other nft art project art project or fucking pfp project collectible project or whatever okay Anything that has a remote hint of the things that we live in every day and like have, okay, is a hundred times more valuable than what we are. Like in market cap, in pricing, in everything, okay? A hundred times. And it's not, I mean, there's more demand for some of my work than there is for some of that work except that there's there it's not a part of the broader market we're like removed we're like separate from it the red the redheaded stepchild a bit and yeah you know, i think to a large extent yes we have found you know our community largely through tez but it's a self-selecting process on some level where typically they're here because they want to collect art for 70 cents not well, look, I'm much higher bet. I don't. I don't want to to say. Please don't hear this disparagement because we've we've had a, a number of collectors sort of find their footing in in the grotto and and grow from it. Okay, but if you look at our top collectors, okay, none of them are Tez native. Okay, the that's people enough right there. That's so telling. Like right off the bat. Okay, and. You look at our top sellers, and they're all Tez native. We've kicked out more people from the Tezos side than there exist in the Tezos universe today. Yeah, no, but 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 those are people who you know 
by, by being over on the test side, we sort of got taken advantage of by some of the, the shitty test people who were just here. They were never here. They, they would fill out their forms because they understood very quickly, oh, fuck, I'll fill in a form for $1,000 a week, free money. Just fucking make it rain on me, right? But the people that have sold, the majority of them, okay? I got fucking hit by Vic Vaughn a DM last night saying, hey, let me know if you or anybody in the grotto would like to buy my Tez wallet at a discount against what it's worth. All of the, really? Really? Because obviously, no, nobody wants to buy a single piece of shit that you have in your entire wallet. Meanwhile, most of that was purchased by him selling my work to go buy other things. We can point to a number of former Grotto members whose entire Tez portfolios are filled with stuff they bought by selling my work. And it's all worthless. They couldn't sell it. They couldn't pay somebody to take it away from them. It's not even worth the five seconds of like the transaction time, right? And if most of the sellers are those sorts and the big buyers are ETH people who believe and collect, okay? And this is a sliver of that broader market, we're headed in the right direction. It's, it's, don't fuck it up, everybody that's here, as far as like taking the money right away. The moment that, that the ETH money comes in, they got to buy it from somebody. If you're the one, if you're the first one selling it, vaya con Dios, okay? Enjoy that, okay? Because guess who's not going to be selling? Crouton? Luch and Ratro, and Dino and Chris Truman, okay? They're not going to be selling in that first wave. And so those of you that do make the choice of, wow, it's it's 0.25 ETH per base card? Fuck yeah, I'm taking that. All right. We all make our choices. But if you don't fuck, if you don't take that early money, and, and believe me, take the money. Just go. If, if that's your thing, by all means. I, I can't stand Vic Vaughn. And I'm fucking very proud that he walked away with $30,000 on $1,200 invested. Okay? Seriously. Like, even the villains, okay, I take care of them in the end. Right? And so, I like, fuck yeah. I love that. Think about that for a second. That's, you know, Chandru has now sold $30,000 worth on 466 Tez invested. And he still go look at his holder utility. Okay? Like, this is real. You guys still don't believe it because you're caught in the Tez web, okay? But this shit is fucking real. And it's about to get very real. And so when that money comes in, some of you are going to take it and go. But if you don't fuck it up, cottages for everybody, I know it was a cute little meme, but I'm motherfucking mean it. Crouton and I have been looking and scouting for a particular neighborhood. I'm not going to tell you where. But it just turns out that there are 33 plots of land with houses ready to go for us. <laughs> and and there's evidence that they're very NFT positive on the streets. <laughs> <laughs> we have gone to Google Earth uh, video to see that, yes, they, they have certain stickers on their cars that say they are NFT positive. So look, this is, this is like really happening and, and you have the chance of being here. Like I told those knuckleheads yesterday, just be cool. Don't fucking cheat. Okay? Don't be a dick. Care. Apathy won't, you're not going to make it.
So all that said, uh, you guys should be waking up listening to this and uh, the good, good Joel Blee willing, uh, you'll have some links to, to, to claim all of your stuff. And once I get those links, I get to mint the, the test pieces uh, and then we're, we're good to go. But I've, I've played with it. It's fun. It's fun. You're going to you're going to connect. OK, you can connect your wallet uh, and and there'll be a link for each of the of the uh, the token IDs. OK, you go through, you, you click on it, you connect your wallet and it'll say you are you have 12 to claim. You have three to claim and it's mint. You, the, 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 you're, you're ready to go. You're on your wallet and as many as you got, they're there. It's very fast. It's very efficient, and you're just going to click and, and confirm on, on each one. This isn't the Pepe drop. You don't have to worry about setting approvals for your Pepe or anything along those lines. You're not spending anything. You're literally just paying gas to, to do this. So, And it's the wallets that you set up on your claim forms. That's what we're, we're running off of. Um, when Joby gets back, we're going to have him on sometime in the, in the first couple of weeks after he gets back just to I talk safety and things like that. Yeah, I think that'd be a great idea. Um, one of the things, just once you put it out there, if you can put out also the contract separate from it, and we can like show people how to validate that you're hitting the right contract when you do that. That's just something to call out when you're doing stuff like this, even though it is just gas and you're just saying, just get in the habit of checking those things when you're processing that. Yeah, it's, it's something we're going to talk about more in the future a little bit as we start. Yeah, we're going to we're going to really need to, you know, it's a little fast and loose and casual on the test side because ah, I only paid one test for them. You're all on the way to being very well taken care of here. This is this is happening. This is going very well for all of us. OK, also, let's not forget. I am the only fucking person in the space who's thinking of 10 years and 20 years down the line. I don't give a fuck about today or tomorrow. You, you could hear the toad space where he was like, what? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh no. I mean, they're still, they're still, they're not even thinking about today and tomorrow. They're thinking about fucking July of 21. You could hear it based on my like, dietary habits. I'm thinking about four years in the future, maybe eight. <laughs> so like, God bless the project. We'll see where it goes, but. All right. Um, Thank you guys. Any any parting thoughts? Any any questions? See you in LA. See you in fucking LA. Woo. Um, all right. Yeah. No, we didn't have. I understand there were no oh. uh, no questions from from the forums. Dress dress uh, dress I uh, dress code. I did. Uh, you know how we show out sometimes, and how we like to channel our teams and things like that. Is there anything you've seen in the past that you would say? You dumb fucks don't do that that night. Look, first of all, I never had to know how to dress in L.A. Fucking L.A. is fucking L.A. Okay. Same way you dress at EDC. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. So I'm just going as threesies. <laughs> okay. Threesies is fine. I'm going as threesies. I'm, I'm letting you know that right now. Okay. Um, threesies is not a very L.A. vibe. I've been to some some LA parties now as threesies. It's not a no. I've been to like fancy restaurants in LA as threesies. Nobody has any fucking clue what's going on. I'm better off in Manhattan as threesies, with the people not like blinking. But LA is like, what is that man doing? Mommy, the man is wearing things I don't like. Okay, 
uh, I don't care. You guys do whatever. Literally, you don't you don't worry about it. Okay, you're the fucking grotto. The fact that's that an you, art collector thing. You just kind of do your thing. No, you fucking fly across the fucking country to fucking hang with us. You do whatever the fuck you want, and I'll tell everybody in that building. This motherfucker flew in from fucking Boston to fucking do this. I'm this coming guy, as Kitch Daddy, and I'm gonna I'm gonna dye my chest hair gray. It's gonna be awesome. There you go. Okay, I'm all I'm all for it. You're really leaning into that. For but me, I'm gonna tell everybody that Luch took a fucking bus all the way from somewhere between Tulsa and Oklahoma City. I was gonna say if like. Being from Oklahoma brings down your collector base butt vibe. You can make up a spot for me. I'll roll with it. I took it. Okay. From... I'll tell you from fucking Leavenworth, Kansas. <laughs> He's an expat living in Myanmar. <laughs> but yeah, look, um, don't sweat it. It it really doesn't matter. The, the men all dress far too casual and the women are all fucking LA women. Like it's so I'm coming as Bruce Kim. <laughs> Cowboy hat, leather vest. I am Bruce I'm, Kim. You trimmed your oh, beard, daddies. Oh, God damn it. Oh, yeah. You trimmed your beard. You were fucking crouton was so sexy last week with that full beard. You, I don't like this shit, dude. I, wanted, I was hoping you were going all the way and then you could just bang out some Kim fucking handlebars for us. I, I think what you saw last week is kind of the, that's as good as it gets. Just sort of just kind of well, I'll hangs in that. It was really, I will really good. I pay for your Thank best you. up to $140 if you do the Bruce Kim. <laughs> <laughs> we can't see the lower half, but I'm guaranteeing there's some I'm, nice... I'm trying to budget for maybe Hong Kong as well on top of a surprise LA trip, so I can't go nuts on the leather. But if you find like a good simulated leather and like you can make something else work. Hey, anybody that wants to come dressed as one of my works, okay... The fucking, they'll eat that shit up. First of all, they've never seen anything like this. They've never seen anything like this, top to bottom. They've never seen, nobody has ever seen anything like this. And so, yeah, like if you fucking, if we have cunt showing up as Shayna in his fucking Halloween costume. <laughs> I'm working on my Bigfoot just by existing. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I, you see that I use reference photos sometimes for my paintings. I, yeah, I... I've got I think a I need about you in Miami. three more sets of burrito curls. I could be a dad to be. <laughs> you, you, you and Vin. Vin told me that last night he goes, "Yeah, I'm, I'm in. I just got to clear it with wife and job." Okay, and I go, "No, you don't. Just fucking come out and then stay in LA with me, and we'll have the fucking. We'll just live a sitcom life. It's fucking Vin. Vin and threes take over LA." You're not. You're telling me that's not a fucking hit on the WB. Nine zero two one three three three. Sea Town Venice Beach. Yeah. Oh, Sea Town Venice Beach. Fucking perfect. I'm telling you. Like, I want you guys to be bike cops on the on the beach. <laughs> that's, a, that's a straight to DVD sort of movie. <laughs> No, no, no release in theater. It's <laughs> not Venice Nights. <laughs> All right. Um, good enough. Thank you. Great week. We didn't even get to the numbers. 44,000, I think it is, is what the total burn is going to be, which for context, as many as were burned in season nine. 
<laughs> wow. <laughs> Think about that. It's fucking amazing. It's amazing. Um, we, we did very well. Very few stragglers. Um, and anybody, look, Ratro was out on a goddamn boat. Okay. And had the wherewithal to set up a proxy wallet with me and make it happen so that the Burns got in, even though he was on a motherfucking boat. Yeah. It can be done. There's plenty of time. We got the time. So we were pretty good on that. A few people here or there. Okay. I did have people reach out to me, explain their extenuating circumstance. Okay. And we're clear. So understand that that goes a long way. But I also had people reach out to me where I'm like, no, motherfucker, what do you fuck? No, do it. Right. So, yeah, uh, plan ahead. Up. Talk to yeah. you. Something's plan going on. Nobody, nobody should be doing this last minute. You're just inviting failure. Right. You got. We already know. We already know right now when it's due next week. Exactly. You, so I, I, you know next week when. So plan accordingly. <laughs> Tuesday at 3.33, Wednesday at 3.33, Friday at noon. And that's Chase deadline, too, is that Tuesday at 3.33? Oh, I told you. I, I said, don't get – that's what we're going for, but it's going to depend on whether or not we get this out. Okay, so announcement will Pending. come on that. Don't stress it. Like, like you're going to have more than enough time. Okay? Okay? Let's, let's not – yeah, we're going to be fine. Okay? We are. Uh, Good. We are. We're fucking going to be fine. There's going to be some of us that are going to make some bad decisions and it's okay. We'll tell stories about you like I do Coffee G. Okay? By the way, I'm expecting fucking Coffee G to come to that goddamn opening. He went to the Dot Pigeon one in LA. If he doesn't show up, it may be Drunken Threes at 2 o'clock says, fuck it, I'm not getting on the flight. Let's go fucking bash his mailbox or something. <laughs> we'll go find him. All right. But I'm if he doesn't show, you're gonna want you're gonna fucking see some heartbroken threes if that kid doesn't show up. His mom right. will be at the opening. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, thank you. Great job, Kitch. Appreciate it. Bye. Bye, Bye. everyone.